Hello and welcome everyone to KSQD Santa Cruz at 90.7 FM. I'm Jacob Sheckman, and you're listening to our show, What To Be, where we interview inspiring people and highlight their careers. What To Be is a program provided by Your Future Is Our Business, a Santa Cruz County nonprofit that helps students explore careers through programs such as college and career expos, panels, and other work-based learning activities. Please note the views and opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily represent or reflect those of Natural Bridges Media or Your Future Is Our Business. We also wanted to remind you that these interviews are being conducted through video call, and we apologize for any reduction in audio quality. However, this new format allows for us to have an actual class of 8th grade students in our virtual audience, where they send me questions to get advice directly from our professional guests. Now, finally, today, I have the pleasure of being joined by Vice Mayor of the City of Capitola, Yvette Brooks. Thank you so much for being here today, Yvette. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Jacob. Yeah, absolutely. It's an absolute pleasure. Now, if you can just, to, I guess, get us started, what are the uh, roles and responsibilities that you generally have as the vice mayor? Well, that's a great question. So I should begin by saying that being the vice mayor or being on city council is not a, my full-time job. I actually work for the Santa Cruz County Office of Education, and that ultimately is my full-time job. And running um, it, two years ago for the for a seat on city of Capit on the for the city of Capitola as a council member was in I it was brought to my attention by by a peer and some of those responsibilities or some of those reasons why I wanted to participate was just to become civically engaged. I have been lucky enough to buy a tiny little condo here in Capitola, um, and I knew this would be my forever home. And what that meant for me is that I re it was really important to dedicate my time and my energy or whatever was left after working all day and raising my five-year-old to the city. And um, when I looked at who was current, there were many members who had been on for many, many decades. They would run and then get off and then rerun. And it was just a lot of longtime council members. And I felt it was important to have someone like myself, um, a person with a Latina background, and who was younger with a young family to really represent the city. So awesome. Um, some of the things that I do would be error are, excuse me, are to attend several meetings a month in addition to other meetings. And I can go into that later. Yeah. I well can you what are what are some of those meetings? Like what are what are some of the the decisions at hand or the things that you have to help make happen? Yeah. So some of the responsibilities of a council member um, is to ensure the financial credibility of the city to make sure that our city is running. And by doing so, we have to ensure that it's we're being fiscally responsible. The city of Capitola is based off of 70% of sales tax. So meaning when people come in from out of town or when they shop in our stores, that's where our money comes from. So people are not shopping or eating or going to our mall, and that's a whole different story there. We aren't, we aren't um, receiving any money for that. And what that means is then we can't provide services such as our police or our fire or great parks and um, clean streets. So if that's some of the stuff that we have to constantly talk about, our contracts um, and things like that to maintain our city and being fiscally responsible at the same time. All right. 
Now, we talked about a little bit before the show started, but can you tell us a little bit about your schooling? Like, what type of what type of certif- certification or, or training or schooling in general has been the most helpful or most necessary for helping you do this job? Yeah, you know, I recently sat down with a wonderful group, Ignite at Cabrillo, and the would always recommend is just getting involved, get going out, getting to know who your public officials or your elected officials are, and really digging in on on who they are as people, as well as volunteering. For me, I began, I grew up in Eastside San Jose, and I never imagined I would be the vice mayor of a city ever. I just never imagined that. And so when I decided to attend UC Santa Cruz, I was down the path of um, focusing on education. I really work in the educational field. Um, I quickly learned, as many of you might have parents or any know somebody who works in education, that it is not a high-paying job. And that really scared me because I was already in debt from completing my BA. So I took a job as a waitress at in Zelda's down in Capitola. And eventually what happened was that I met somebody. And the key... For me is, and what I want some of these our, these students to take away is that networking is key. Talking to people and re- if you are interested in doing something, network. Um, and that's ultimately what happened in my case. I met somebody who said, hey, we're looking for someone at the County Office of Education. And now almost 12 years later, um, I have been employed by them. And Eventually, what happened was I met Martine Watkins, who also works at the County Office of Education, who was asked if she was interested in running for council for city council for the city of Santa Cruz. And she asked me if I would like to run her campaign. And so I did. Wow. And that's how I've ended up here. (laughs) Yeah. What a journey that was. Now, what kind of when you when you show up to to work? Uh, I, I do want to ask about your Santa Cruz County Office of Ed job uh, at, at another point in this, but when you show up to, um, wow, what is it? What did the council building? I, I'm not. The, okay. Yeah, so chambers. Mm-hmm. And so when you show up for work on and what what type of environment are you in? Is it is it crazy? Normally bustling with people or is everyone yelling at each other? What's going on? Um, I will say that the city of Capitola, or in the city of Capitola, we're pretty cordial. Um, there has been some excitement. We always have police officers present in our chambers, just in case something gets a little crazy. Um, but for in the city of Capitola, there's five city council members, and our meetings generally run about two hours, give or take. They're in the evenings, and so that's why I'm able to work full time during the day. Um, I come home, make dinner for my kid and my family, and then leave again at night to to attend these meetings. And generally, we're reviewing um, what our planning commissioners have on things that are being built in our city. We're talking about updates to the wharf. We're talking about um, our new library. We're reviewing what's going on with the Capitola Mall. So some of those things um, have been during my tenure, because again, I've only been on for two years. The t- entire term is four years. I'm then able to rerun if I want to um, after this four-year term. Mm-hmm. And it just depends on what's going on um, in the city, though, is what is what de- what deciphers. But in addition to that, some of the fun things that I've been able to do just in my short time is I've helped implement a dedicated children's fund. 
And what that means is we get money, um, a, a little portion of money when folks stay at a hotel. It's called TOT tax aside in a dedicated children's fund. And we use those dollars to support students. We've started an after-school program at our middle school here to, to help kids to stay engaged because it's really hard for parents to work and also take care of a middle schooler who is done with school at two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. So we, we that. Um, and we've done a lot of other things, um, or I've been able to do a lot of other things with that dedicated children's fund in collaboration with the rest of our city council members. <laughs> what I do want to say, because I know that these are San Lorenzo Valley middle schoolers, you guys do have a city council there, and it is the same thing. It works the same way. Council members are elected in. Um, so starting in, you'll see another round in December for recruitment, as you will, as I will say, and you'll start seeing signs up for your city council members. All right. Thank you for that info. Do you have a favorite project that you've worked on so far? Yeah, you know, I'm really proud of the dedicated children's fund because we are only one of two cities that have, I think two, maybe a couple more have passed it, that have actually been able to pass that. It had to go to voters. So our voters had to say, yes, we want this. And what that means is that that money can never be taken away out of the general fund. So when we have to start looking at cuts um, in other areas, we're, we won't have to cut these funds because it comes from a dedicated fund. And that's really important to me because what that says and what that represents for the city of Capitola is that we're we're saying that our students, our kids are our priority is shifting the paradigm because often, I mean, as we look at the bigger world of politics, there's a lot of misconstrued information on what is important to, to folks. And in Capitola, we're saying again, that students, kids are really important to us. Now, what what kind of person do you think would would really enjoy this job? Like, is it someone uh, working in the community, someone who really likes working with their hands? Maybe uh, what if they like working with people or animals? What what kind of who would like this? Anybody. 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 All right. Anybody would would like doing. You know, there isn't a particular trait that makes you good at this job. I think anybody in giving back to their community and is inspired to do so, I would suggest getting involved. There is a huge lack of youth participation in our local government process and a huge piece of the puzzle when we when it comes to making decisions. When we talk about our beaches and our parks and our programs and things that all of you need, the only way we'll be able if you step up and you speak up. And so no matter what um, you end up doing in your full-time careers, this is always an option for you. And I should say, say that with a tiny caveat um, because in our cities, we are cities with five city council members that have rotating mayors and vice mayors. In some of the larger cities, such as Oakland or San Francisco, their mayors are actually voted in and that is their full-time job. For the unincorporated areas here, like Live Oak and um, other areas, those are full-time jobs. So you can dabble in this a little bit. And if you really like being a council member and, and you get elected in, those are next steps um, that can, and doors that could open up for you if you wanted to move further in, 
in politics. Wow. So that that is a, a common route then, where someone wanting to get into politics might start in in council at a, at a smaller city or town first. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Wow. Very. And itself. I mean, I I say this um, with great pride that our city has incredible staff. So it's not just the five of us running around trying to figure things out. We and several staff leads and directors who run these departments. So in in finance and in parks and rec and in in our streets that that there's different departments that are run. So it's not just the five of us running amok. We have we have well-trained, highly qualified individuals who aren't um, elected or elects um, they, those are their full-time jobs. Mm-hmm. Can you give, help give our students an idea as to why, why you feel your job is important or why, why, it's more, why it's valuable to the public, whereas an engineer figures out how a building will be put together and the architect maybe designs it? What do you think the – can you help define to us what the council is doing for the public? Well, I mean, I can speak for myself that I take great, great pride in representing a population of folks that I believe weren't represented and are often not represented in other communities. We often see a lot of um, elected officials who are much older, who are men, who, um, who aren't, who don't need to work or who are retired. For those folks, their, their, their lens uh, in life is are very different. They're mm-hmm. in different times of their lives. For me, I'm a I'm a full time employee for representing young families. I'm rec- representing. You know, I became a homeowner, which is crazy to even be able to say, but I was able to do so with a tiny little condo here. Just a different cohort of of folks. And it's really important because I have a five-year-old that I'm going to have to create this community and sustain this community and thrive because we're going to be here. And so is my daughter and she's got to live here too for a very long time. So I'm responsible for all of that. And I take great pride in having that responsibility. So what I I would add to that is that it's just really important that, again, everyone gets involved some way or another. Um, I'll mention that in San Lorenzo, in the city of San Lorenzo, that they do have um, within their city a student cohort where they, um, if anyone wants to get involved in local politics, they can do that. Similarly, here in Capitola, we have a student program as well. So there's lots of different avenues to get started. Um, I know that cities are often looking for apprenticeship or apprentices uh, to join them or volunteers and especially now with what's going on with the COVID-19 pandemic, every city is looking for volunteers. And if that's something that looks like students calling some of our seniors, it looks like going out and volunteering at food pantries, it's um, writing letters to local electeds on what's important and what's important to your families, all those things. And those are things you can do, all of these, all of these students are able to do. Just a reminder for those listening and maybe those who are just tuning in, my name is Jacob Sheckman and you're listening to What to Be at KSQD 90.7 FM in Santa Cruz. My guest today is Capitola City Vice Mayor Yvette Brooks. 
and she's giving us an insider view at the life of a city politician. We've reached the halfway point of our show, and that means it's time to move over to our audience questions. And our audience today is a group of 8th grade students out of San Lorenzo Valley Middle School. All right, here we go. We're going into the second half, y'all, and we want to hear more and more of your questions. So uh, one of the first ones we have for you, Yvette, is someone wanted to know more about what is the, the title of your full-time job with the Office of Ed? Oh, um, so I am the Executive Assistant slash MIS Technician well. for the North Santa Cruz County SELPA. So North, okay. um, all of that makes plenty of sense to many of you, but... <laughs> Overall, the the but the gist of it is that there are 13 school districts in Santa Cruz County. San Lorenzo Valley is one of those school districts, and within each school district is a special education program. In that program, there's a director, and there's classrooms, and there's there's programs. And um, the California Department of Education has um, rules and regulations that are around special education itself. And so my role is to look at all of that data that. Uh, the teachers enter in and to ensure compliance and provide resources to families um, and their student, their children. Wow. So in very in depth that <laughs> uh, my goodness, um, what, what are, are there requirements to run for city council or can theoretically anybody sort of raise their hand and sign up? So you have to live in, within the city. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be a homeowner. You can be a renter. You can, you know, you, there's, other than that, you just have to be a resident of the okay. city. I believe you have to be 18, but don't hold me to that. Okay. And uh, for, for you, what has been the, the most challenging part so far of working on city council? I think just balance for me, really taking on this as an additional job and responsibility has been um, been a challenge. And also, I'm I got to say, I get a little squirrely. I get a little like, what is all this bureaucracy? What is all of these hoops that I have to jump through? Why can't I just, you know, give everyone a billion dollars and let them, you know, (laughs) why can't we save everybody? And um, so that's been a struggle, um, at least a challenge for me is understanding process. And, um, And luckily, within these last two years, I've really been able to understand policy and really how effective policy changes can be. So that just means I've had to work a little bit later at night to read our current policies and looking into languages, our current language and say, well, what if we change that a little bit? What if we tweak some of that policy language to support whatever it is we're working on? So that's just been a challenge to be able to be patient um, with process and uh, and applying due diligence. Did you face any challenges going in? Um, you mentioned that you were you were proud to be a, you know a young Latina going into this this position. Did you face any challenges within that regard where someone may thinks ah they I don't know how to put it they maybe not don't take you seriously because you're younger? Can you describe that a little bit? Yeah, yeah. You know, when I helped run Martine Watkins' campaign, when I ran mine, um, there was a lot of momentum um, at that time due to our um, to the due to the presidential election that was happening um, during that time. So there's a lot of momentum for women to run at, um, when I did, and mm-hmm. so I received a ton of that sort of um, support. But absolutely, it was 
it was interesting to walk into rooms where I was the only woman. Yeah. Um, and even recently, we were looking at our um, policy on, oh gosh, I don't want to say on behavior, but um, I'm forgetting the word, but we were just looking at like, how should council members uh, act? How should our planning commissioners act? How should our other electives act in within the city of Capitola? And um, one of the things we obviously would have to talk, what we had to talk about was harassment. Right. And when I went into the room, because um, we were part of a, a small subcommittee, again, I was the only woman. And so being able to kind of hold my head up strong and walk in with confidence and believe in myself, I definitely went through that, um, they call it imposter syndrome, you know, oh, faking yeah. it till you make it, you, you know, that, that was a lot of, and continues to be a lot of what I'm challenged with to really believe in myself. And another piece of it is that there is a number, you know, folks think that in Capitola that it's just primarily seniors and retired folks, but in all honesty, there are a lot of families and there are a lot of families that look like me. And, um, and it's just a really, again, a privilege to represent those families. Now, so you mentioned earlier that usually if people want to go to move up in politics, they, they're starting at a smaller, a smaller area. Do you have any plans for, I guess what I'm trying to ask is what, what's next for you, right? You, um, you mentioned that you have this full-time job, but if, can you, are you planning to move up in office? You know, I don't know yet. Um, ideally, I would love to represent more cities. Um, and that would be the next step would be county supervisor for me. I, I think that would, would make the most sense for me. I, but in addition to that, there's a lot going on in our, in our local community. And I feel that I really need to support Capitola and I will for the next couple of years. And then it's really, we're in really scary times with the, the pandemic. And so first things first is to get through all of that and support our, my community members and my constituents and my family and friends. Yeah, of course. Now, how I asked a little bit earlier about the environment that, that you're in when you go into work, but what about the environment that you're able to create for yourself? Like when you actually need to get some work done, whether you're on your own or you have to go, do you ever maybe go out of office and you have to meet with people around the city? But can you talk yeah. about some of those interactions? Yeah, you, you know, that's kind of the fun part. Um, so some of the things are addition, kind of those additional duties of city council members um, is that we have to sit on different commissions. So I sit on the Children's Network and the Criminal Justice Committee and the LAFCO committee, and, and it goes on and it goes on mm -hmm. and it goes on. But what that means is that I'm learning about how, how all of this is kind of tied together. And so some of the fun, so those are some of the meetings. But in addition to that, when we have folks like Kaiser come into our communities and want to build, they have representatives who come and speak to us. Um, and so we'll get to meet with them one-on-one -on -one. when we're, we're currently looking at housing at the Capitola Mall. And I'm really interested in ensuring that we meet our, our numbers, if you will, and in trying to add even more um, on affordable housing and workforce housing. And so I've been meeting with, I get to meet with folks who are involved in that. We also have a ton of amazing nonprofits in our community and in throughout the county um, that support things like this. And so I've been privileged with being able to speak with them 
and work with them and collaborate with a lot of them, especially with our um, dedicated children's fund. And so that's just been a little bit of the fun parts. Now we have to do it all remotely, which is yeah. kind of weird. Um, and I, like I said, our little place is tiny. So I'm actually in my bedroom <laughs> hiding from my five-year-old. Um, <laughs> and that's why you have this background because I don't think anyone wants to see. Yeah, sure. <laughs> We we were just pretending you were sitting out over the beach there. Yeah, oh, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> yeah, it would probably. Uh, I had a question pop up while you were speaking there. Uh, very general. What is a commission? Oh yeah, so a commission or a commissioner is just a is a group, and um, so we, if you look at certain cities, like a good example is Santa Cruz City. They are a city that runs itself, so they have a city hall. They have a jail, they have their own police and their own fire and their own water, and they have all of that. In Capitola, we're only 10,000 residents. So we actually have to contract out um, for some of those services like fire department. We do have our own police department, but we don't have a jail or anything like that. And so um, there's just different cohorts of um, commissions or and commissioners that get together to, to kind of decide how it's all going to play out when you can't run your own stuff. Right. Okay. Now, um, what would you say is maybe the biggest misconception? Say you've just met someone new and you mentioned you're also the vice mayor, uh, mm -hmm. right? I mean, imagine since if you might give your full-time job first and then you say you're vice mayor, what's the biggest misconception people usually get after that point? Well, it depends on who's asking. Okay. <laughs> um, generally, when I do talks like this with um, students, they they... Uh, students often think that we make a lot of money and we are like rolling in dough. <laughs> For us in the city of Capitola, we make $500 a month. Um, and so that's just kind of our stipend that we get for all of the work that we do. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's one of the biggest misconceptions. Um, and then generally it's the second piece of it is, wow, you're so young. How do you do this? You know, what's wrong with you? Why would you do something like this? Yeah. Uh, that's the second piece of it. Um, and then it roll, you know, there's other things. It's just like, you know, who, it's often, what are my priorities? You know, right. how can you set, how could you put your kid and then the city above your child or your family, whatever that is. And for me, it's all balanced because I'm doing this for my family. I'm doing this so I can live here and, and enjoy living here. Of course. All right, y'all, we are running out of time soon. So just a last question here uh, on outgoing. Uh, Yvette, any, any advice or tidbits of information that you'd like to leave with our, or leave our listeners and students off with? Yeah, I, again, I just really want to encourage all of you to get involved, to network. If you, today, all of you are welcome to email me um, and I will get back to you the same day, if not the next day, I am available. Um, and all of your, your city council members um, are available to you as well. So reach out to them, network. If you're interested in getting involved in anything related, anything, and you just don't know how to get started, I'm also a resource for that. Um, it's about networking and making those connections. If you're interested in computer engineering, if you're interested in nursing, if you're interested, um, I work for the County Office of Education and I can offer you additional resources on how to access the right people. So consider me your first stop 
if, if you need any of those connections made. And during this really, really challenging time, please get involved. Call people, call your families, call seniors, get involved. Um, it's just really important. Everyone needs to step up, especially All right, folks, you heard it here. You heard it from Yvette herself. Thank you, Yvette, so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and thank you guys who are, are here watching live and for those listening and tuning in later to today's career story. I'm Jacob Sheckman, and this is our show, What to Be, with our guest today, Yvette Brooks, who is the vice mayor of the city of Capitola. If you have any questions or would like to share your career story with us, send us an email at whattoberadio at gmail.com. If you enjoyed our show, please join us again at 90.7 FM K-Squid Santa Cruz at 7 p.m. on Sundays or stream online at ksqd.org or visit our website yfiob.org for more ways to listen. Thank you and see you next time.